0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of RX Radio. I'm your host, Richard Waith, and I'm here with Russ Allenson. Pleasure to have you here, sir. Well,
1: pleasure to be with you, Richard.
0: Um, we are at the headquarters, I believe, of Theragy and um, it, it's uh, it's an exciting time. So um, we're partners in uh, in business currently. Uh, we provide medication education content um, to, to your platform, which we're going to dive into and I'm really excited about it. Um, but specialty pharmacy is a, is a booming industry. Um, it, it's growing and it's not getting a lot of exposure, I would say, especially on in, on media platforms. So I'm really excited to have you on here to dive into you know the industry, to dive into how you serve the industry um, and some of your background. But, um, but before we dive into all that, can you give us a little bit of background about you and tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure, Richard. Uh, pharmacist by training. And the early part of my career, I was uh, in hospital pharmacy uh, as both a hospital pharmacy director and then as a hospital administrator. Until about 1996 or so, and I was in Pittsburgh. And at at that time, there was a major specialty pharmacy in Pittsburgh called Statlanders, um, which took care of at that time mostly transplant patients. That uh, summer of 1996, they got the exclusive contract to distribute a drug called Crixivan for HIV patients and I was recruited to come to Statlanders as the vice president of pharmacy as their business was growing as a result of that brand new product. Um, At the time, HIV was basically a death sentence for a lot of patients, and Crixivan completely changed it into a chronic disease. So they were going to anticipate great growth as a result of having this new drug product. So I made a transition from what I would call inpatient pharmacy over to specialty pharmacy in the early days of specialty pharmacy. And it was quite a change for me. Um, Literally, my entire career had been inside of inpatient pharmacy, and now I was in a completely different area. Terribly exciting, though, and that was the early days of specialty pharmacy. So I was at Statlanders for about four years in Pittsburgh and got recruited down here to Priority Healthcare in 2000, uh, which was another big specialty pharmacy back in the early days of the industry, and came down here as the um, chief pharmacy officer at Statlanders. and was at, stat, uh, excuse me, at uh, Priority Healthcare. I was at Priority Healthcare for about five years and had worked alongside of my co-founder, Joe Morris, at Priority Healthcare, and when Priority was purchased by Express Scripts, we had been talking about starting a business for a number of years and took that as the jump-off point to uh, become an entrepreneur late in life. So we started Th- uh, Theragy in January of 2006, and my vision for the company, the reason I uh, wanted to be an entrepreneur was because I had this vision to develop automated care plans that pharmacists would use to take care of patients who were on these complex specialty drugs. There was really nothing like it at the time. So when Joe and I started Theragy, that was um, our vision for the company. And um, like any entrepreneur, it's not a straight line. It's up and down and around corners, and you know it doesn't go the direction you want it often. Uh, so it's been a fantastic journey to get where we are, uh, and um, really proud of the fact that today Theragy meets the needs of so many Pharmacies across the country, and really provides that kind of support for patients. So yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: So it sounds like you've had you know extensive background, especially in in the specialty market, which uh, is really interesting to know. And um, you know, I want to get into a little bit about what Therigi is and, and kind of what you guys do. But before that, can you maybe? Uh, give us a little bit as to how it might've changed, I guess, like what, what specialty pharmacies like now versus those early days. Cause it sounds like you saw it kind of in the early days mm-hmm. and kind of when it was really starting to become a thing or even, um, you know, a, a niche, I would say. So what's that been like?
1: Very true. Uh, and in the early days, uh, it was almost like, uh, it hadn't, uh, matured in any way. And the margins on the drug therapy were really, um, significant, and you could provide a lot of services. Uh, You weren't really that concerned about um, productivity necessarily. Um, Over the last 20 years, those margins have compressed as a result of uh, just natural business forces, managed care and so forth. And as a result, it's required the profession to get more efficient, um, to really uh, provide good services, um, but at a, as I say, kind of an efficient Way of doing that, which brings in technology, right? So um, that's one big change I've seen. Um, the other thing is that the um, it's become more sophisticated. You know, now most specialty pharmacies have, if not one, sometimes two, accreditations that they're responsible for. They're collecting data for stakeholders, including payers and manufacturers. And the requirements on the pharmacy to be able to perform that way efficiently and still provide good service is more and more challenging all the time. So I would say that's probably the biggest change I've seen. Um, I think we're on the threshold today of really trying to determine the value of the services that are provided, and quite frankly, the value of the drug as well, um, to be able to measure outcomes and really be able to document um, the response of the patient to the drug therapy and and is it working as well as it should, which, again, I find really exciting that those pressures are coming to the marketplace and are going to kind of force us to be able to measure that better than we have in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's interesting to see kind of where it was now and kind of what it's what it's Mm -hmm. gone to. So thank you for that. So what, what is Theragy? I mean, who, what do you guys do and, and why is it, you know, wh- where's the fit in the marketplace for you guys?
1: Yeah, I mentioned that uh, when we started the business, uh, Joe was my partner. Joe uh, came along to Theragy uh, with a really good background from Accenture. He knew consulting very, very well. So when we started, uh, we wanted to have a consulting service that would really help pharmacies grow and uh, help them be successful in in their endeavors. And to um, use that consulting business then to generate uh, revenue that we would use to develop our technology products. So um, Theragy today um, really has three major components to it. The consulting business, which I um, described there. We um, help pharmacies grow and be successful. Um, through consulting, and we've also helped many companies start a pharmacy from scratch. Um, Organizations like the Cleveland Clinic, um, Giant Eagle, a large retailer up in Pittsburgh, Memorial Hermann down in Houston, Texas. Um, So we've um, really had the opportunity to help some great organizations, uh, as I say, build their pharmacy from scratch. We also help organizations analyze their services and determine how to make them better. So we do a lot of work on the consulting side, which gives us great insights into the industry, you know, what the industry needs and what kind of services we can provide. The second leg of the stool, if you will, from a business standpoint, is the technology product, um, STM, which is um, an automated care plan for pharmacy, and um Uh, The third leg of the stool is our data and outcomes reporting. So the software is really intended to provide three things to a pharmacy. The first thing it does, it helps them organize their clinical content, which dispensing systems just don't do today. Um, The second thing the software does is it provides care plans, which are based on best practice guidelines, evidence-based medicine, and um, uh, provides a tool for the pharmacists to use that they can rely on without necessarily having to create one themselves. Uh, the third thing the software does is the data capture within the software is structured, meaning things like radio buttons, check boxes, and things like that, so that reporting is really facilitated by that data capture. So th- that was, um, three functions of the software are at its foundation and what provides value to the pharmacy. And as a result of um, the pharmacist using that, then the data uh, from the system and the reporting out of the system is exactly what they need to report to their stakeholders. So we look at our business, as I say, kind of a three-legged stool with those three components, the consulting, the technology, and then the reporting and the outcomes uh, are
0: what the um, what our position is in the marketplace. Yeah. So is there something where you're seeing results and being able to have access to these tools um, by by utilizing the platform? What sort of, I guess, benefits are they really going to see kind of with using some of these different services for their pharmacy? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, you can uh, think of it on a couple different levels. One level is from a business standpoint, purely from a business standpoint. The pharmacies spend an enormous amount of time and effort getting patients approved, um, and getting uh, approval through payers for, you know, the, um, the getting it through the regulations that the payers have in order to approve the drug therapy. Once they have the patient on medication, then it's really incumbent upon the pharmacy to keep that patient adherent to the therapy. So from a business standpoint, what the software does is, uh, as I say, organize the work around what the pharmacy needs to do to help that patient be successful. So it guides the pharmacy through teaching about um, the patient's disease, about their drug, about the side effects, how to store it, how to manage it, and uh, provides them a vehicle to to do that in order to help the patient um, remain adherent to the drug therapy. So from a business standpoint, um, from a revenue standpoint, it, it assists the pharmacy in that way. The data out of the system then, of course, uh, helps the pharmacy report to their stakeholders, which enables them to grow their business. And as I mentioned today, not only do they have to have accreditation, but now they have to go out and get contracts with payers and contracts with manufacturers. Without the data, without the evidence of what they're doing, they simply just will not qualify for those contracts. So it... um, helps them grow their business through the um, capture of this data and, and the reports that they they generate. At the same time, the software enables them to really document the patient's uh, ongoing progress from, from therapy. They can insert the lab data into it. They can insert quality of life data into it, patient satisfaction data. And bring all that together in a way that is able to measure the value, as I say, not only of the drug therapy, but measure the value of the services that they're providing. And once again, those are kind of their coin of the realm in order to uh, grow their business. So what we look at um, from a service standpoint, Richard, is that what we're doing is providing the tools for the pharmacy to help them be successful. On top of that, we also provide consulting services, so a pharmacy can buy an engagement from us. Perhaps they want to get accredited, and so they can engage with us for an accreditation project. Or they may engage with us for an entire year, Uh, and over the course of that year, we'll do a number of different projects for the pharmacy um, that help them grow their business and become a better pharmacy. So the two services are really intertwined, and really kind of uh, one hand washes the other, so to speak. Um, and we've, um, as I say, found that we're really able to provide the services to the pharmacy to, that help them grow and help
0: them be successful. Uh,
1: that, that's kind of what we look at our
0: position in the industry as. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned giving pharmacies uh, certain tools, especially around care plans, and helping them with. Disease state management. How does how what's the touch points for the patient? Like how how are the the how's the patient engagement enhanced, and um, how how are they really getting um, an ability to maybe impact behavior or or improve outcomes for the patients?
1: Ah, great question, and that too is changing. So when I mentioned the early days of um, Statlanders and ChronyMed and some of the early pharmacies, it was all for the most part telephonic. And the shipment of the drug went to the patient's home, and the pharmacist and the nurses provided support to the patient telephonically. Um, Recently, as um, health systems have uh, really entered the specialty pharmacy space, we find more and more face-to-face communication with patients. So as you know, those are different vehicles um, to approach the patient. And it's necessary for us to kind of change the software in order to support those two different approaches to patient care. The telephonic approach is really, as I say, kind of how we began the the company and uh, oriented it that way. Recently, we've been orienting it towards uh, face-to-face interactions, as I say, for some of these um, uh, organizations that provide services in that way. At the same time, the demographics are changing as well. And uh, recent statistics show that about 35, 40 percent of patients would rather interact with their pharmacist using a smartphone, uh, using video, um, audio, and um, media like that. So as a company, we're shifting and changing and um, developing the capabilities of interacting with patients in different ways than we had in the past in order to meet them where they are. So that one example of how the industry's changing, but the need to, uh, as I say, interact with the patient on their level And especially when you think about children, let's say children have CF or children have hemophilia, we're actively engaged in a project right now with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy, where they're investigating um, CF patients and how better to communicate with CF patients using games. And so I think the different media that are out there today um, need to be brought into the profession, need to be brought into the patient care process. In order to, as I say, meet the patient where they are, so it's a constantly evolving, emerging um, business that uh, I think benefits greatly from pulling in these other disciplines and helping us figure out better ways to communicate with patients and really to assist them to be successful
0: on the drug therapy. Yeah, and that's so important. I mean, you know, specialty is such a high touch, <clears throat> high touch care that's that's really required um, to take care of a lot of these patients um, and meet their needs. So uh, it sounds like, you know, you guys are really giving other pharmacies the tools um, to do just that.
1: That's exactly what we, uh, we hope to do. Uh, and as I say, what I discovered in my career was that it's expensive and difficult to do the things that we're doing. And when you, even when you had a large pharmacy operation and you had someone or a couple of people dedicated to building tools or care plans or things like that, what happens is when you get busy, that's the first person that gets pulled. And then your project is stalled or stymied. So when we began TheraGy, one of our thoughts was that if we could do it from a central location, you know, consolidate this development in one company and distribute it over the web, then that would be a much more efficient delivery mechanism. And I think one of the things we're really well known for is the quality of our content, the depth and breadth of our content our clinical content in our care plans. And that's a result, as I say, of having a team of people that are focused just on doing that uh, and then delivering that
0: content out over the web
1: um, to our customers across the country.
0: Yeah. And I think that uh, one thing that's I'm curious to know is uh, like to see maybe what's your what was your biggest surprise Hmm. that, you know, on your journey, uh, kind of from starting Theragy, from, you know, seeing all the different fits that it has in places in the marketplace. What's been your biggest surprise so far?
1: I think my biggest surprise really has been how difficult it is to develop um, technology. Mm -hmm. And as a pharmacist, you know, I understand my profession, I would say, pretty well, uh, inside and out, and understand how to run pretty large operations, you know, to accomplish a goal. Um, But making technology was like this black box that I just did not understand. Uh, And really, uh, it was just like, Magic, you know the the folks that make it happen are. I, I have no idea how they do what they do. Mm-hmm. The good thing for us though was about a year and a half, two years ago, we began to shift our production process into something called agile. And um, again, it was an arcane name to me that I really didn't understand. But after a few months of watching the IT team use agile, I began to realize, oh. This is just a quality improvement process for the technology guys, right? And so uh, as I watched that evolve, uh, I've, I've seen how we've become a much, much better company at developing software. So probably one of the bigger surprises for me as a chief executive of a technology company is learning how you do technology, mm-hmm. And uh, I, so I understood pharmacy, and I knew pharmacy well, and, and now I think I know a little bit more about technology and how technology is uh, developed efficiently and effectively.
0: Yeah. I can't make this up. I was at a meeting earlier um, with my IT, and I, they brought up Agile as well. Oh, So okay. it's just super funny that we're also kind of talking about it here. Um, yeah. I think it's definitely something, you know, for for people to read up on and, and get familiar with, especially if you're going to be going into software and IT. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to see if uh, being that you you've noticed that that was kind of your biggest challenge and being that it's almost an I want to say it's it's a, a piece of the operation. Mm-hmm. What would you say makes uh, Theragy kind of really stand out um, amongst either whether it be competitors or um, just in the marketplace as to being, you know, a premier provider of helping a, phar- a specialty pharmacy operate? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: well, if I could be so bold, I think what I would say it's division. And <clears throat> when we began the company, um The vision really was that pharmacists needed a tool that would help them in taking care of these patients on these complex drug therapies that, uh, you know, life-saving drugs uh, for patients that are really having difficulty. And um, the vision was that uh, you needed to be able to provide these services consistently to your patients at a a high level of service, and as I mentioned when we first began, and to do that efficiently. So um, the the requirements um, to do that really uh, are just driven by the technology and driven by um, the ability to, as I say, organize that workload for the pharmacist and provide this content for them at their fingertips. Uh, So that was the vision, and I think that's driven us. And and I've always been, as a pharmacist, a patient-oriented clinician, and um, not so enamored with um, putting little pills in a bottle or, you know, putting drugs in a box and shipping them. I was really always interested in how do you interact with patients and how do you help support them so that they can be successful on drug therapy. That vision has sustained us for the last 13 years. And in fact, uh, when I have staff meetings, I always encourage the staff, like, don't forget that someone's using this software to take care of a mother who's got a child with hemophilia. And um, think of it in that context. Or think of it as a young woman who has MS, and she's got a family, and she's got a job, and she's taking this drug. And the pharmacist has to help her, you know, be adherent and be successful on drug therapy. And I encourage the staff: think of it that way. That's the way to think about what you're doing, and that'll give meaning to, you know, your job and 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 what you're trying to accomplish. So we start with that. Uh, start with that vision, and let that guide us uh, the direction we need to go, and base our decisions on that. Um, at the same time. We're business people, and we understand the need to, you know, generate a profit. And I've got sixty-five employees that are working for me that have families, and they need to depend on that paycheck every two weeks. So we've got to run the business intelligently, and we've got to make really good decisions with uh, the resources that we have. So um, those two things come together. I think you know the vision of like why we exist and who we're trying to help. And then the discipline of being able to execute on strategy, execute on plans, and do it cost effectively so that as an organization, we're successful
0: and we can meet payroll every two Mm -hmm. weeks. So it's interesting that you brought up the uh, fact that leading the company, the the mission and the the vision is to ultimately take care of a patient. And I think that's such an interesting dynamic when you're a pharmacist, especially a pharmacist, because I feel like Pharmacists are very patient centric Mm -hmm. on the spectrum of the healthcare and in healthcare. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's all, I always see that. And and I'm starting to realize in all these different things, whether it's sales or account management or leading a company, um, like you do now being a pharmacist, it really actually helps you with uh, driving empathy to everything, whether it's the empathy towards the business owner, empathy towards the patient. And I think you kind of really, really articulated that well.
1: Thank you, Richard. I mean, it really is uh, insightful for you to say that. And, um, Pharmacy as a profession is changing and has been for the last 20 years and is really shifting into more of a patient-focused practice. Uh, and uh, the students today, uh, we have PharmD students who rotate through here from a couple different pharmacy schools in Florida, um, are extraordinarily well-trained and prepared you know, to provide patient care. Uh, So the profession's changing. Um, As a result of that, as I say, one of the drivers for the need of the software is to be able to document what they do in patient care, which is, as I say, one of the intentions of the software and one of the goals of it. Um, And we're kind of riding that wave, so to speak, as pharmacy becomes much more patient-oriented. And while the software... Today, predominantly, almost universally, is used in specialty pharmacy. It's beginning to creep out into other areas of the profession, and we've got a project ongoing where we're going to begin to take the software into independent um, retail pharmacies. Um, it'll be used, as I say, in a little different way—a mo- a much more condensed form um, and probably much shorter uh, because of that engagement in the uh, in the pharmacy itself, but there's a need and an application for that care plan, that automated care plan in pretty much every vertical within pharmacy. So again, something exciting to me is to see it, you know, beginning to to be used in these other areas where, as you suggest, Richard, you know, pharmacists are taking care of patients. They're not just putting (laughs) pills in a bottle anymore. They're, they're really come over here to the counseling booth. I got to tell you about your drug and uh, explain to you what the side effects are and how to take it and so forth. So, um, as I say, we're really uh, delighted to be part of that change that's coming to the profession.
0: Yeah. So I recently went to Hims um, not too long ago, which was interesting because there's actually not a lot of pharmacists at Hims. Like I had PharmD on my badge, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're a pharmacist? Like you guys aren't usually coming here." But um, but I was there, and uh, and you know, just because Hims is a huge technology conference, and um, you know, pharmacists are getting more and more involved in technology. And what I saw was a key trend, though, was interoperability. And I and I know that especially in health systems, it's becoming more and more of an issue that that solutions are trying to uh, trying to account for. Um, what is where is Theraj at with that and trying to drive interoperability between systems and, and plans and the healthcare in general?
1: Yeah, great question, Richard. And um, uh, my partner's wife, Joe's wife, is a pharmacist, and for many years she ran a hematology um, clinic and was responsible for you know the coagulation of uh, anticoagulation of patients. And she used a software product that was dedicated to her practice. And um, she was interested in how do I get these two softwares to talk to one another, the dispensing software as well as the clinical software I use. So early on, we realized if we build this automated care plan, it's going to need to be uh, integrated with the pharmacist dispensing software. So we first started doing that probably seven, eight, nine years ago. Richard uh, began the process of integrating with different dispensing software platforms. So today we have STM integrated with 10 different dispensing softwares. At the present time, because we have so many health systems that use our software, we're in the process of integrating with the major EMRs, um, uh, Epic and Cerner, Allscripts and others recognizing that that interoperability uh, capability is going to be critical for the future. The other thing is that um, at the uh, professional level, at NCPDP, as well as at the Pharmacy Health Information Technology Consortium, they are talking about an uh, electronic um, care plan and how do you design it in a way so that data can be shared across different platforms. So we're paying attention to that as well as we evolve the software, but we uh, recognize the importance of this interoperability uh, in order for the pharmacist to communicate effectively with other members of the healthcare uh, plan and other members of the healthcare system. Uh, so it's clearly a strategy for us in a direction we're going for the future.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we, we went through earlier in the episode, we talked about like kind of uh, the past and kind of coming to now mm-hmm. and what we're what you're doing now to help pharmacies. But what's kind of most exciting to you about kind of what's to come in pharmacy and, and what what pieces of technology or or waves um, are you seeing that is kind of excites you about the future?
1: Yeah, I think one of the really interesting things that we should be able to do at Theragy is because we have so many specialty pharmacies that use our software. Um, the ability to look across a large number of patients, um, even for an ultra-orphan drug or an orphan drug that um, has you know small numbers of patients, um, the ability to aggregate them together and, for example, identify side effects that weren't recognized in the clinical trials or um, dose modifications that, that are needed uh, will come from this aggregated data across all these pharmacies. And um, so when we uh, have a pharmacy subscribe with us, uh, one of the questions we ask them is, um, would you be willing to share de-identified aggregated data? And in some cases, they say yes. In other cases, they say, well, I'd like for you to ask permission before you do that. And so we have an agreement with um, nearly all of our customers that if there's an opportunity to do a clinical study or a quality study or, as I say, to aggregate even side effect information across a brand new drug in the marketplace, then we can go back to them and get their permission to do that. So, as I say, um, the opportunity to uh, see across a number of pharmacies uh, what the evidence is about the, the drug and its performance is, is probably a very really important opportunity for us in the future. And then beyond that, when you begin to think about artificial intelligence, machine learning, and beginning to apply that against, again, large amounts of patient data um, and to draw inferences, for example, what um, about the patient would indicate that they're a risk for non-adherence? And identify patients who are maybe in greater need of more support by the pharmacy so that they can target their efforts towards those patients as opposed to the ones that, no, this one's going to be more adherent. They're less likely to need assistance from the pharmacy. Getting back to what we talked about a while ago about you know productivity and being able to take the pharmacist's precious time and use it with patients who really, really need it and would benefit from it. So I think that's another exciting area is really to begin to use those technologies to target um, our Services as pharmacists
0: to um, patients that are really going to need it and benefit from it. yeah now you mentioned um, some of these tools and uh, and kind of almost personalized attention and medication management um, with a lot of these different solutions and services and, and data collection. And it's interesting because uh, a lot of the recent, um, sh- especially l- last year, a lot of the recent shows I've went to have talked about social determinants of health
1: mm-hmm. and how,
0: you know, there's different factors and different socioeconomic uh, issues with uh, one from one patient to the next to help identify and figure out how to best get them to be adherent, how to best get them to improve outcomes versus the next patient. Yeah. It sounds like you guys have some um, some tools to kind of help with that. So.
1: Yeah, we re- that's a great insight. And we really uh, are, are learning about that ourselves as we do this. And so we have, as I say, relationships with all of our customers where uh, we're able to go back to them and see if they would like to participate in um, those sort of, um, if you will, initiatives. And at the same time, to bring back information to them that helps them target their services, as you're suggesting. Is it by, you know, socioeconomic um, metrics that determine whether this patient is going to be at risk or not? So um all that, I think, is going to help us as pharmacists and professionals to orient our services to those that need it the
0: most. Yeah, yeah. So uh, kind, of, kind of getting to the, closer to the end here, I got two more questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I'd like to see, actually, you know, I'm going to throw in a third one. And this one's going to be a, a, a selfish question from my end. <laughs> okay. Being that I'm kind of a new uh, into my current role and kind of leading, leading a company, especially in, in the almost content, information, technology space, what kind of advice would you have for a new leader Ooh. in that type of role? Ah, yeah. Well, sorry, think, listeners, this might this is just for me, honestly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, go back to uh, Proverbs, right? Where yeah. Proverbs is written in Proverbs, like, w- w- without a vision, uh, that people will perish. You got to have a vision, and I believe that you know your folks have to. Buy into that vision. They got to understand what's the leader trying to accomplish, right? What what is he or she trying to accomplish every day? And I think um, by establishing that shared vision with you, then they're going to come along with you. And the second thing then is engage them in what their thoughts are relative to that vision. You know, how are we going to achieve this vision together? Uh, those, I, I think, are really critical things for a leader to be able to communicate to his people. Um, and then uh, as a leader, I will always, integrity to me is like the most important thing. I think it comes from being a pharmacist, actually, you know, and, and the responsibility we have for patients and to take care of them and to make sure that, uh, you know, they're not harmed by their drug therapy. So, Integrity and everything that I do is like paramount to me, and I think then people um, are willing to follow a leader who's got integrity and has got a vision. Uh, So those intangibles to me, Richard, are um, I think really really important things. The other thing then is to be able to plan uh, successfully and execute on that plan, so that people have confidence that hey, yeah, we we got a vision, we got a plan. We're executing on it and we're gonna reach uh, the goal that we intended to reach as a company. I think those are all the important things in a, in a
0: leader. So that was really, really good advice. Um, I do appreciate that. I'll probably listen to that again just to make sure <laughs> it, it sticks in there. So, um, okay, so uh, moving on from my selfish personal question general advice for uh, people in the industry, your colleagues, kind of in this, whether it's specialty space or in pharmacy in general, um, whether it be with their businesses or their careers?
1: I think, as I mentioned earlier, we're at a point where it's kind of put up or shut up, to be honest with you, in a specialty space. It's incumbent upon us, it's imperative that we begin to be able to measure what we're doing and to demonstrate the success of what we're doing. And again, there are lots of folks that are doing things really well and reporting, and you can see the evidence of what we're doing. I think we need, across the industry in general, that, we need to up the level of performance of um, all the all the pharmacies. And um, I was talking to someone the other day, and the observation was made: Well, you yeah. know, any Tom, Dick, and Harry can say that they're you know a specialty pharmacy, and what differentiates one from another, and it's going to really come down to uh, the measures that they're able to produce and to document what it is that they accomplished. I think that's probably one of the critical things right now that we need to do. And um, as an industry, you know, as the medications become more and more expensive, it's incumbent upon industry to be able to demonstrate that these medications are effective and safe and um, yielding the outcomes that society expects that they should and will. And again, I think that comes back to the Profession of pharmacy to be able to document that and demonstrate
0: that um, mm-hmm. for society. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Well, I'm going to throw a super random question at you, and I hope you're ready for this one. Okay. Um, if you had to take one person out to dinner, wow. and, and the person has to be alive, okay, and they have to have they have to be famous or at least have a Wikipedia page <laughs> about themselves, <laughs> who would that person be, and why? Wow. Um, I
1: think I would enjoy having dinner with Barack Obama. Okay. And I think <laughs> I have some questions to ask. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> <That's nice.
0: laughs>
1: uh, well, and I think he did a lot of really good things. And I think there's some other things I wish he would have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, uh, I am sure that dinner with him would be enlightening mm. and uh, would be interesting. So yeah. off the top of my head, I, that's uh, that's probably someone I'd enjoy
0: having dinner with. I re- uh, there was a previous guest um, not too long ago that said Michelle Obama. So And I yeah. think it might, this might be a back-to-back. So that's really actually Maybe really can interesting. Maybe I go out with both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully he <laughs> will bring her along, right? <laughs>
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, uh, this was extremely insightful um, to me. And, and I'm pretty sure the, the listeners got some value out of it as well. So, Russ, thank you so much for, for taking time to be on the show. I appreciate it.
1: You're welcome, Richard. It was a pleasure. Let's do it again.
0: Hey, everyone. First of all, thank you so much uh, for being a listener, for being a subscriber and taking in all the content that we're putting out. And, uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed yet, definitely make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on any of your favorite social media platforms, Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, We're on all those. And until next time, see you over the counter.